It's totally fine to maybe even put your lips on it. Hell, even even closer than that. Test one two, one one two. Oh, Testing. Man, that's oh yeah, that's looking good. That's looking. That's real looking nice. great. Test that's one two. Nice. Testing. Why is my voice just? <laughs> is it my mic that booms, or is it literally just my voice? I think it's your voice. <laughs> I think it's your voice. Man, are the are, the, are we going are right the, now? Yeah, yeah, we're going. Are the fans gonna? Are in, they're in for a treat today? A. Because our mics are working. Yeah. That's nice. That's sick. That's always nice. Um, two, we got Matthew Couch on. Hey. Hey, Couch. Couch. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. I feel like I'm approaching burnout stage, so. <laughs> really? Maybe this can be my push me over the edge. I hope we don't do that. Well, why are you thinking of, why are you burning out? World Games. Let's, yeah, how was that? Games. How was that? Because where I work, we never really got super busy. By all accounts, it's hurt many businesses, including yeah. one I am associated with. Yeah. We don't have the name drop you know, if you don't want to. Yeah, yeah thank fine. you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I've overheard a couple uh, business owners saying that they've been dead this entire World Games. I didn't see anybody. I didn't either. We got a couple foreigners. I met the Mongolian sumo team at 3.30 in the morning at the Circle K by my house. Oh, that's nice. fucking cool. To? Buying beer. <laughs> they didn't believe that under 5% could be beer. So they kept going. They were, they were like, is this beer? And the, only one of them spoke good English. And they're going for the uh, For Loco and no. the, uh, Natty Ice. <laughs> and no. I'm just thinking, like, guys... And so I was like, pointed at some good people stuff, and I was like, "This is still beer." Oh hell yeah! But uh, you know, those Mongolians are used to drinking fermented mare's milk, so you know. Sure, I mean, they, I don't. they need some hard. They need the hard stuff. <laughs> Stat. Yeah. Sumo wrestlers need those calories. They do. That's that's where you get in mm-hmm. beer. Dude, I went to the opening ceremonies. I had two friends who... I didn't go to a goddamn thing, first of all. <laughs> I, didn't go, I didn't do a damn thing. thing. I went to the opening ceremonies, and it was really cool. I mean, it was, it was great to see everyone get together, message of unity. I was all about it. I posted a picture on Instagram, on my stories, and man, did people not like that. What I happened? I got several messages being like, fuck them games. I got like, really? a lot of like throw-up emojis. From who? I I don't want to call people out on the podcast. It did ruin. And they my think night. that you give a shit. <laughs> I know, right? That's what I said. Fuck! I was like, why are you? First yeah, sometimes off, you gotta let people be. <laughs> Tribalism's taking over our country. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> um. About it. So shit. wait, what what are all the like? Couch was 
talking, uh, he was beginning to talk about it, just like business in general. What was going on where you were? Well, we think we were just a little too far away in the heat from the events downtown that we didn't get business from that because they yeah. kind of encouraged to stay in that area. And then our locals, who maybe live over the mountain, have been told by the city for uh, weeks how many thousands of people are going to be down here and how great it's going to be. And so they're afraid to drive down. Yeah, right. In fact, we got yeah. phone calls like, can we drive down there? But in regards to the opening uh, ceremony, that night we're like, all right, the ceremonies are over. Like, we're waiting on these people to come in. Like, we'll get some good business. And some people did come in. But it was super divisive. Uh, there were some people that were like, man, it was so great. It's great to see Birmingham show out and, like, you know, have a good time, even though it was really hot. And then you had other people that were like, it is a citywide embarrassment. This is the worst <laughs> thing that has ever happened. And they yeah. were at the same event. And they, were yeah. like, they didn't have anything together. It was awful. I don't want to be part of this. Really? I, no so middle ground. I didn't see crowds at all, and, and we were close enough to yeah. definitely get – some of that business, and I so I missed the I first was, three I days. That business, yeah. I came in. <laughs> you came into Kaya. Yeah, that's what's we'll up. The opening ceremony is great. And um, I had missed the first three days because I was on vacation. And I get back, and I'm like, I'm like, hey, you know, how crazy was the weekend? They're like, oh, it wasn't. They're like, you know, you know, like, mm-hmm. it, it just wasn't crazy at all. And then you know, I spent like the week kind of freaking out about shit, prepping more and more, like, every single day, and, uh, you know, just kind of overshooting, like, our, like, our, uh, just our lists, like, in general, right, and, you know, at the end of, like, the, it's, it was great, because, you know, the next day, it's like, well, there's less shit to do. Yeah, (laughs) right. But it was, it was, yeah, I don't, I don't know if there was... Where where was Birmingham? Yeah. (laughs) Where were they? It's it's going to be interesting to see the economic impact study that they do. <laughs> uh, something tells me these numbers are going to be a little tinkered with, yeah. but that's yeah. Hey, that's just speculation. Well, and like, we can hope they finish the road projects and like pave the expressway. God, that'd be <laughs> fuck. They uh, like. I, where were all these people staying that that came to Birmingham? The Uber driver told me they are staying like off Arkadelphia, in like those hotels. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, he. I remember he dropped some people off, and he was like, "Do you want to stay here? Like, are you sure this is where you want to be?" And they were like, "Yeah, this is where they put us." Huh. So, yeah, like, it doesn't seem like there were a lot of people just staying in the city. Mm-hmm. No. I mean, well, I guess in the grand scheme of things, like, where would you have put everybody? But Well, we, uh, we know where they put the homeless because they were bragging about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> those coffins. Did they, did they actually do those fucking coffins or what? I don't, I don't know. Well, somebody was telling me the other night that they were talking about how they're, like, giving each one of them a duck, like a live duck. What? I don't what? know. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, like cooked or no, he was like a live duck. And I was like, what are they going to do with that? And he was like, I don't know. I was like, is there like a duck guy? Is this like a program where they Wait, learn how to husband ducks? And dude, what the fuck are you talking? People, somebody said to you. Yeah. That people were giving homeless people in Birmingham ducks. No, Birmingham was, Birmingham. was given, was giving the people that were going to go into those coffins or whatever ducks ducks and i was like what are you talking about i said the same thing he's like i don't know there's something about these ducks 
We're gonna have to look into the ducks. I'm definitely looking. What into did the ducks. <laughs> that's that can't be true. I it's also so, did they do we know if they did actually did the fucking coffin thing? I don't know. I they I, they couldn't have right. They, they built, built. They showed one of those things. Like, in, like, some Alabama.com, uh, like, uh, article or whatever, and people lost their minds. Oh, they went I can't through. imagine they actually went through with that. Well, it's a good thing they disabled the comments on the, on the <laughs> app a couple yeah. years ago. It ruined my main form of, form of entertainment when they did that. <laughs> AL.com comments. Oh, man. Yeah, those, those comments could be brutal, I remember. But yeah. Well deserved though. Vomit emojis. A lot of <laughs> I got yeah. A lot of vomit emojis. I also heard from Uber drivers though that they weren't getting crazy business. Yeah. Because the games had kind of gotten they had really kind of doubled down on the transportation to and from just about everything. They yeah. they think that they had shit yeah. going every thirty minutes when we get there's gonna be a bus there and they're just fucking going around. They were coming by our place. Oh really? <laughs> or your place. It's, um, I don't know. I just didn't see. It was, yeah. I went up to, like, one of the roadblocks. That's about it. And even there, I saw no one. It was a total dud. Heard nothing. And it seems like the most popular events, other than sumo, were, the, like, the ones that aren't really traditional sports. I know a lot of them weren't traditional, but, like, parkour, break dancing. Yeah. Corf ball. Corf ball. And, hey, good for these people Total for board. doing, like, these, like, really cool things. Yeah. And, like, good for the city, you know, getting this big thing together. But it's just, like, I don't know. I think we were kind of thinking more city stages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? It was the, really spread out. The it big, was very spread out. The big boy concert looked pretty packed. Saw that on yeah, the Yeah, I had a few friends trying to get into that. Yeah, that was a big hit. Dude, the biggest... Gripe. They didn't think people were going to come to that. Really? Yeah. They, huh. they had to start kicking people out, I heard. Shit. Yeah, because there were there were thousands of people there. <laughs> Dude, big boys, are, I mean, it's fucking yeah, fifty percent of outcasts. Free show doesn't matter if it's a weekday. People are gonna go see Big Boy. Nelly, so I was so pumped to see Nelly at the opening. I was like, "Dude, he's gonna play fucking EI Ride <laughs> with Me," like listing all of the absolute bangers he has made. He comes on, sings "Hot in Here," and gets off the stage. Uh, hey, that's kind of awesome. Not even a sweet home Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. No, nothing. Now the band Alabama played before them brought the house down, brought the stadium down. I think I had forgotten that Alabama was going to play. Dude, they were good. That the football team Alabama was going to play <laughs> instruments. It was uh, the, Bryce Young. He was on guitar. Yeah. Nick Saban on vocals. That's what's that's up. Sick. <laughs> Uh, listeners at home, if you're on YouTube, look up John Tesh's Round Ball Rock. <laughs> As you know, this is the theme for the NBA on NBC. And it's a stage performance, but there's a guitar solo in there, and it's Nick Saban on lead guitar. Yeah. Is it? Are you serious? It is. Yeah. It you're going to have to a pull it up. If it's not Nick Saban, it is his identical twin. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I didn't know he played any instruments. Oh, man. Yeah. He plays guitar for John Tesh's band. The But the lead up to that in that video is, like, so good. He's, like, talking to the crowd. He's like, 
Um, so some of you might know, I wrote the song for NBC's NBA, like, and I didn't have anything to write down the lyrics, so I just called my phone and left a message. It goes something a little like this, and he plays the message he left on his answering machine, and then it goes into with the whole like band. Yeah, but the best part is he's wearing a multicolored floral polyester shirt, or with a black vest, or maybe it's vice versa. But it's an interesting look. Yeah, it was definitely like mid '90s tuxedo. Like he wanted to be formal. But he also wanted to party. Yes. Definitely like. Mm-hmm. It was like, the tuxedo t-shirt. It was a very of, much of a yes. tuxedo t-shirt-esque. Yeah. Fun fact for you Tesh fans out there. You uh, <laughs> Tesh. They had a lot of Tesh heads. Uh, John Tesh went to the same high school as Billy Joel at the same time. And they were in competing bands. And so there was a lot of devices back in the day. Are you for Tesh or are you more of a Joel guy? Holy shit. Yeah. I did wow. Who do you think came out on top? Joel, probably. In yeah, the short I'm in the thinking short run and maybe some of the long run. Um, Joel all the way. Tesh has a <laughs> successful like, conservative radio career, if I'm not mistaken. Does he really? Yeah. yeah. I knew he was a uh, pretty devout follower of Christ. But uh, I didn't know he had his own radio. I'll show. tell you what, Thug Life chose Billy Joel. It <laughs> did not. Right, it yeah. did not choose Tesh. Yeah. You're not going to see John Tesh getting drunk and driving into houses in the Hamptons. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's <laughs> Billy. Billy Joel. Joel is like a pussy getting motherfucker. All right, <laughs> Tesh is not one of those guys. Yeah, he he had to give that up. Real facts. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, but good for Tesh. Yeah. <laughs> good for Tesh. Good for Tesh, man. He he diversified his. Uh, you know, talent. And, uh, After being totally smitten to the floor by Billy Joel in high school, yeah. Um, also, I like to think that Billy Joel was, like, bullying yeah. the shit John out of John Tash, also yeah. really tall. Billy Joel, a midget. Yeah. I mean, a, a, <laughs> a little person. <laughs> right. No one listening is going to be like, how, how tall is Billy Joel? That's a good question. I bet Greg Google knows. Let me get, yeah, um, dude, let me get out the Guga. After you're done watching the Round Ball Rock John Tesh performance, why don't you hop on over to YouTube and type in Round Ball Rock SNL. That's right. And My man's is 5'5". Five five. Oh, short king. We got to see Tesh now. <laughs> yeah, how tall is Tesh? Oh, shit. How do you spell his last name again? T-E-S-H. Yeah. Um, but it is Jason Sudeikis playing John Tesh. And, God, what's the guy from I Think You Should Leave Now? I Think now? You Should Leave Ian or, no. Uh, he plays his brother Dave Tesh. Dave. Bro. Dave this is an origin tor- story. John Tesh is 6'6". That Yo. is a tall motherfucker. He's an entire... <laughs> John foot, Tesh was like, I'm not going to play in the, I'm not going to play in the NBA, but you're damn sure I'm going to write the theme song. <laughs> That's right. The next best thing. <laughs> I'll show you who's a pussy-getting motherfucker, Billy, <laughs> Billy Joel. <laughs> Every time we cut to a commercial, fucking $15,000 in my pocket. Suck it, Joel. But old Dave Tash, he wrote the lyrics That's right. to Round Ball Rock. And the sketch is them pitching Round Ball Rock to the NBC execs. 
With lyrics with by lyrics Dave Tash. By Dave Tash. I know we've captivated you. I know you're going to look it up. <laughs> Have fun. We'll put a link in the description. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, we can definitely we'll see if, uh, do a screen. Tash, I'm gonna, I always got it. I've been doing this lately. See if John Tash has ever had, like, you know, the equivalent of, like, a nip slip. Ooh, that's a good question. John Tesh nip slip. That's what I need to put into the dolly thing. Oh, yeah. Is everybody enjoying that right now? The dolly? Yeah, have you not heard what this thing is? It's no, no, no. D-A-L-L-E. What so what it does is, like, you type in anything, oh, and, yeah, it, yeah. and it'll give you a, a, a few of these AI-generated pictures. Yeah. Based off of what yeah. you said. So I've been doing, like, Joe Biden trail cam, and it's, like, <laughs> Joe Biden in, like, night vision on, like, a trail cam. <laughs> uh, I saw Danzig eating a hot dog. Yeah. That was a good one. Have you, you know what we're talking about? No, but uh, I have heard about the AI and its artistic abilities. Oh, yeah. It's um, pretty that good. It has the ability to create totally unique but somehow decent works of art. It's an acid trip of photos, yeah. paintings that the AI creates. It's like... Frog on a unicycle? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely a lot of frogs on unicycles. I can't, I can't find any wardrobe malfunctions. He keeps his shit tight. Hmm. Good for you, Jim <clears throat> Teshi. I did find... Oh, God. It's kind of... This kind of, like, side of, like, journalism right here is, like, so disgusting. Like, just the radar online. Cosmopolitan. Uh, Daily Star. Twitter. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> The, and it's all like top celebrity nip slips exposed. Gee, Ex- get a fucking job, dude. What, exposed nip slip. We're gonna expose. Yeah. Everyone. Oh man. We're so, gonna tell. We're gonna show all the twelve-year-old boys on 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 uh, on the internet right now. This is for them. This is for <laughs> you guys. Like, that's hey. only for twelve-year-old little boys. This is for you guys. Back in my day, you had to hike to a magnolia tree and. Pull a bunch of waterlogged Playboys out of the crotch of the limbs, rip out pages and take. I mean, that's what I've heard. Yeah, <laughs> your friends did it. Yeah, I definitely didn't go down to the creek back behind my friend John Sedeckney's house, where he had a Playboy. One at a I time. I didn't do that. One at a time. I uh... no, we all. He was like, "Look at what I found," and he would yeah. keep. We kept it in a log down there. God damn! I've it was never found pornographic material in the woods. You had to know somebody who already knew about it. Yeah, right. that's how he got the magazine. Or maybe he was told about it and nobody knew who put them there. It, it was, was some old guy's yard, you know. It was one of his older brother's friend's older brother. And that's how that always is. <laughs> the guy was like probably like in his 20s, gave his little brother like a Playboy and he I, brought it over to my friend's house. Yeah. To hang out with my friend's older brother, who was like, fellas. <laughs> the reason I got my first Playboy, no, 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 definitely not. Never mind. No, go for it. I want to hear that. This was not my first Playboy. Oh well, but I remember my buddy gave me a Playboy because when he was at college, Denise Richards was like supposed to come and like 
say hi to like the fraternities and so, or something like that. Why would she ever want to hang around frat boys? Oh, she bailed. <laughs> she bailed. Good. But she gave every fraternity like her Playboy issue. Really? So they all, yeah. So there were Denise Richard Playboys like everywhere on. Gosh, she was like Wild so Things era. Right after. God, that movie. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That movie had this a profound very, effect on me. Very pre- as a young boy. Housewives of Los Angeles. She was also pretty great in Starship Troopers. Oh, dude, I mean, Starship fuck. Troopers? Hell yeah. So she was married to uh, Charlie, Charlie Sheen. Sheen at the time? Mm-hmm. Yep. Tiger Blood. <laughs> Man. Man, if we could go back to those days. God, I... Take those over ours anytime. He's like... <laughs> he was the man I, I read the crazy... It was like her firsthand like testimony of some of the things like going on. And he's like... She's like... B- essentially begging him to stop watching child porn. Whoa, what? Right? And he's like, <laughs> he's like, so yeah, like he's doing that like more or less in front of her and he's calling himself like the N-word, <laughs> right? And it's just like, my man's brain is scrambled fucking eggs. <laughs> like, it's... It, Probably she was doing that? Yes, <laughs> yeah. It was getting Ooh. weird. It's way weirder than... I think most people read into. Really? Yeah. And I could not stop well, reading about how it. how he got there mentally, if it was just the drugs and the fame, or, you know, as they say, people that do these awful things were often right. yeah. somehow well, exposed at a young age to very. those things. Well, I'm sure that he was, a lot of these horrible things that a lot of, like, young actors go through in Hollywood, I'm sure he went through that. Yeah. Well, his dad was a famous actor, so he grew up in the... Right. Yeah. That's right. And you know, his brother is Emilio Estevez. Yeah. Mighty Ducks. Coach Bombay. And he got the fuck out of there. Yes, yeah. he did. So he... I mean, so much so he changed his name. Yeah. Yeah. Some yeah. of that. Uh, that guy rules. He, he, he wants no part of it. Yeah. He only did Men at Work with his brother. Bro. Oh, he did Wild Things. He... No, not Wild Things. You talking about young Estevez? Guys. Yeah, Young Estevez? It. Yeah, he dude, he did Repo. Yeah. Cult classic. And uh Breakfast Club. Oh, I, I Mission corrected. They're they're all of their last name is Estevez. I forgot about that. Oh all the Sheens are okay. Estevez's. Oh, that's right. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was the other way around. Oh man. Emilio Estevez had a pretty decent career now I'm thinking about it. Uh Platoon? Platoon. Or was yeah. that Charlie? That, that was, was Charlie. Charlie. Yeah. A movie rules. Um does rule. Willem Dafoe. <laughs> Oliver Stone getting a grenade thrown into a, his bunker. Yeah. I didn't know he, <laughs> yeah. Oliver Stone was in Nom. That's how he knew. He's about. obsessed with Nom. No, yeah. Oliver Stone did, uh, yeah, he did Platoon. Yeah, he did Platoon. Sorry, I'm thinking about Coppola. Coppola uh, did. Apocalypse Now. He did Apocalypse yeah. Now, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Oliver Stone was recently <laughs> on Rogan, wasn't he? He's talking about... God, yeah, I don't want to watch that. He's talking about Putin, because he visited with Putin. Yeah. Really? He did yeah. a documentary on him. Like How a, do you just, like, meet Putin? Huh. You know what I mean? That's a good question. And why is Oliver Stone going to meet Just ask Putin? Dennis Rodman. He's good at it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Dude, he's real tight with Kim Jong-un. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I think Stone just did a... He also did... Pretty recently, a documentary on JF, the JFK assassination, and I'm pretty sure that it was like 
CIA definitely did. A hundred percent. Yeah. What's his name? Uh, shot him. Um, Oswald. Yeah, Oswald. Uh, yeah, he's like a he's, he's like a, a sleeper agent. Yeah. Somebody whispered like a code into his ear, and he just well, kind of snapped and went and shot JFK. Well, that's the. Uh, not, I wouldn't be surprised. There's others so, like the guy who shot RFK, Sirhan Sirhan. Yeah. Yep. The club owner. He uh, no. Wasn't he a Jack, club Jack owner? Jack Ruby shot. Oswald. That's right. He was a club Fuck. owner. But we'll get that's to right. that. Sirhan Sirhan, when he was tackled after shooting RFK, was claimed to have said, "Where am I? What's going on?" Like. Why are y'all holding me down? Like he had no idea what he had just done. Right, yeah. Uh, Jack Ruby did the same thing when he shot Oswald in the parking garage. The cops that were arresting him, he knew them, and he was like, Bob, Dave, what are you doing? It's me, Jack. Um, He knew the cops that arrested him? Yeah, Jack Ruby was like a known guy in in Dallas, like, you know, had connections and stuff. He was a man about town. But the, implica- the implication here is, you know, that they were somehow programmed right. to, to trigger. It's that MK like, uh, Ultra shit, dude. Like uh, Zoolander killed yeah. the Prime Minister of Malaysia. <laughs> right. But the, uh, there's a book called Chaos by this guy about... I'm, re- I'm reading you're it reading right it? now. Okay, yeah. well, they talk about how Jack Ruby's doctor was also involved in Manson's prison terms before right. the murders. And... There's all this unusual stuff, how they kept letting him out. And so the, the uh, assumption is that the same doctor was doing mind control techniques on Manson, but Manson was such a psycho that he just learned how to manipulate people by it. Yeah. And that's how he got the Manson family to do what they did. Apparently, he was giving them acid for months on end. Yeah. He would, and, like, and give them huge doses. Muddying life and death and what's good and what's bad. And they, he would force people to have sex and... You just, yeah, yeah. Up. you know MK we were ultra doctors in the yeah we were actually listening to last podcast on the left's uh, yeah. series on MK Ultra and all of these serial killers as well as Manson and Kaczynski. showed up yeah Kaczynski, Kaczynski yeah on. yeah the Unabomber uh, uh who else fucking Whitey Bulger yep. yep Whitey fucking Bulger when he was in prison before he got out right, right yeah they were doing experiments on him. It's, it's fucking crazy. Up. Yeah, the beginning of the, I'm not super far into chaos yet, but the, he says, like, in the beginning, he's like, I am not a Charles Manson apologist. He is just as evil as the media made him out to be. Yeah. All I'm saying is there's some other people involved in this. <laughs> there's some other people right. who are just as guilty. I didn't want to have to write this book. Well, Oswald <laughs> kept saying, I'm a patsy, I'm a patsy. Yeah. You know, after he was caught. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, they shut him up. Shut him up pretty quick. They're like, shh, shh, shh. yeah, no, 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 no. We, we know, we know you are. Shh, 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 shh. <laughs> he had, uh, he had Russian connections too. I think that was one of the things. What? Yeah. Well, I think that my, if you want, if you buy into the conspiracy theory, that it made him more believable as the killer because he was like a red sympathizer. Yeah. That was that was like a totally different thing. Like at the time, like people trying to get unionized and shit. Man, union busters used to be a lot worse. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy fuck. fuck. <laughs> Holy fuck. Yeah. I think there are people still in prison right now um, yeah. that tried to get, like, labor parties and shit going back right, in, like, the 60s were... and 70s. Uh-huh. I think they're still in prison. Dude. This well, shit. 
yeah. since we're talking about conspiracy theories, I heard a new one. Let's hear it. They were giving homeless people ducks at the World Games. <laughs> That's not really a theory. <laughs> I've seen these ducks. No. <laughs> but the, uh, the conspiracy theory is, you know, uh, back in the day, we used to have a big electric trolley system in the country. Birmingham, in fact, had... First a pretty one. big one all the way down Highland Avenue. That median was an electric trolley. It went down yeah. through five points over west, north, made a big circle. And the petroleum and the rubber industries lobbied electric uh, public transit out, especially in L.A., like with the buses. And so you can look at old pictures and you see all this electric trolley stuff. Okay, so think about that. Now think about all these crackpot people over the, over the years that say, oh, I'm making a car that can run on water. Right? So some of these people get offed in weird ways. Like one guy was poisoned in a restaurant. Uh, but the most recent one that I heard, and this is based on nothing but hearsay, so please nobody get mad about this, but the, the Buffalo shooting, the mass shooting at like the Family Dollar or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. That the, secur- the security yeah. guard had a YouTube channel and was developing a water-powered car. Are you listening what? to what? No, somebody somebody on the street told me this. And that <laughs> the, and that the mass shooting is a cover for just all killing him. Because I mean he, those people did because die. he's gonna yeah. shake up the paradigm of our petrol industrial war complex and all that. Wow. So think about it. We'll look into it, you know. We'll, look, we'll follow up know. on we'll this. Get our best right? people on Do it. Do your own research on that. That is wild. I'll have to look look that up. That is fucking wild. Yeah, yeah I've, I've I've heard that as well. As, Some, you know, sometimes it's just like <laughs> like you hear something and it's sometimes it's I feel like it's very hard to just kind of make things like that up. Yeah. So sometimes like when I do hear something, I'm like, ah, it's bullshit, right? I'm like, nah, no way. But then you hear something, you're like, that's honestly one of the most reasonable things I've heard yeah. in my life, dude. I'm still kind of like flabbergasted with these Hunter Biden videos. Oh yeah, what yeah. What the fuck? A man still still on the crack, Dude, going I'm down water slides, naked. Right? That's what yeah, Joe Biden that's, said. Yep. <laughs> minimum five years. Minimum. Dude, the hypocrisy. Wasn't that back in like the eighties, late eighties, early nineties? Early nineties. Yeah, 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 yeah. The crime bill. Yep. The uh, super predators, the, and he's holding up like a nickel. Jungle comments. Yeah. Oh my gosh, <clears throat> that guy sucks. But he put, and, and the other thing is that crime bill. He worked. He uh, credited Strom Thurmond as his main collaborator on that crime bill. Who South Carolina <laughs> represent? Who we know is had a checkered. Would you moral? Would you like to hear a fun story about Strom Thurmond? Always. I met him when I was nine years old. I was my parents took me to DC. Um, he was walking in a hotel. I had no idea who he was. And, but my mom was like, Senator Thurman, Senator Thurman. And I was like, we're, like, we're South Carolina, you know, residents. We just want to say hi. And he gave me a keychain. And I still have that keychain to this day. Dude, it's got a tracking device. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Um, but anyway, Trump Thurman um, is from the town my dad's from, Aiken, South Carolina. My dad... There had always been, like, rumors that he was having affairs with, you know, African-American women. You're talking about Strom Thurmond, Strom, not Strom, your dad. Not my right? dad. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. You referenced there. there. I had to catch you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. Well, you know, um, 
So Strom Thurmond, that was a rumor. My dad knew it for a fact that it was true because he was a paper boy. And when he was, like, tossing papers, he would see Strom Thurmond coming out of women's houses every morning. Good Lord. So he's like, oh, yeah, this is definitely true. There's definitely kids, illegitimate kids. That's just good old-fashioned door-to-door politicking. Yeah. yeah he's at 5 a.m. <laughs> making sure his representative, his constituents are being That's taken right. care of. That's right. I also heard he would uh, walk around with fried chicken in his pocket and give it to kids. <laughs> what the fuck? How big are these pockets? Uh, I guess they're pretty big. <laughs> just throwing wings? That'd be nice. That's that's fucking awesome. Keep it warm. Fun fact. On every block in the city of New Orleans, on the ground somewhere are chicken bones. And if you don't believe me, next time you're in New Orleans, just look down and you'll notice there are chicken bones on the ground on every block. People just eating chicken, throwing the bones on the ground. I don't know if they're eating in their car and just tossing out the window, they're done, or if it's (laughs) some, like, voodoo... Premonition ritual, fortune telling thing. Just throw some bones on the ground. Hmm. I don't know why you said fried chicken. I was in New Orleans pretty recently. I love fried chicken. Love that city. I'm gonna have to see about some fried chicken on the way out of here. Ooh, you know Milo's got some good fried chicken. I know you shit on Milo's all the time, but they got some pretty good fried chicken. I'll try it. I'll try. It's good. Great Sammy. uh, But you had a Zaxby's next door to that Milo, so it's like. How would I ever eat Zaxby's? Has anyone tried the pho? Saigon or the Saigon Noodle House's fried chicken? No. It's a half of fried chicken. <laughs> Over your choice of rice or egg noodles. This is I want the Saigon egg noodles. Noodle That's House? what I want. Yeah, on where, 280. Where is Saigon? Oh, off 280. Yeah. Okay. Where, where is Saigon? Oh, off of 280. <laughs> I don't know. No. Pretty good fried chicken. Ooh, I like that. Dude, I want to hear some more conspiracies. You want some more conspiracies? Those are fun. Ooh, well, Couch, you want to start us off? What do we got? Uh, I'm trying to think of some that I know, like, pretty well. Um, what about things that used to be conspiracies, but we now know were true? Well, Bob Lazar, um, the dude who works out at Area 51. Yeah. Remember when he left, left, and he was like, yeah, all this stuff that we, like, have now, um, like, handprint. You know, reading, all that. Yeah. It's like, Area 51 had it 30 years before you knew about it. Wow. He was like, he listed all these things that, you know, were common everyday things out at Area 51. But I would imagine it's a, like, it's a pretty high-tech place. He said yeah. they had a scanner that would could see the length of your finger joints. Yeah. And that apparently everybody's unique on the different ratios and sizes of your bones and your finger. Huh. I didn't know that. But yeah, he said, now we have that. It's Area 51. I'd love just, to go up to the mailbox someday. It's like right on the uh, oh, exterior yeah, yeah. of the compound. Yeah. Well, you you know can, what's really scary is you can go up to it, but there are guys in trucks that will come down and say, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Leave. If you want like, to we live. know what you're doing. You get a yeah. picture with it. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Well, the social credit system, here's a good conspiracy theory that the elites of the world the world order wants to institute a worldwide world credit system, social credit system like they have in China. Is so, that true? Like, they, they they do have, like, a social credit thing? So, like, if you go to a grocery store, 
your face gets scanned. Um, and if your social credit isn't high enough, like you said something against the party or um, you have traffic violations or police in- interactions, you can't go in. And when you go to pay, you don't have to carry a wallet. You don't have to carry cash because your face is your bank card. No. Yikes. Don't like that at all. And so when people, when sometimes when government agencies are like, yeah, let, we're going to make an app that says, like, that you, for instance, are vaccinated or something like that. It'll be easier. It'll be easier for you. They're, like, conglomerating it. And, like, some people are really skeptical of, like, Venmo and stuff because of the terms and conditions. You have to sign away mm-hmm. so much of your, your personal banking rights when you do those third-party things. So some people think they're inching towards it. But to a degree, it kind of exists in our country because there have been people that have said inflammatory things, and then all of a sudden their credit card company doesn't want to do business with them anymore. Or I think, so they, But I yeah, think absolutely. there it, it exists just on the social level, not on like this like technological, right. on, this, on this like meta <laughs> level yeah. of... of of social currency, right? Sure, like who makes the rule on it, you know? Yeah. Oh, all right. I get a conspiracy because I'm. That's well, the social credit score is fucking terrifying. That does I sound want scary. Absolutely nothing to do with that. I'm a bad boy. Okay. And I want my groceries. All right. I want my groceries. Too. I want my groceries. I want my snacks. I need my pizza rolls. <laughs> um, my snacks. World War Two. Conspiracy theory is we knew the Japanese were going to attack Pearl Harbor. So we moved a majority, all the, the ships that we had to have had to win the war, those were on a training exercise when Pearl Harbor got hit. So the, ones we, the ships we lost, yeah, it hurt us, but we still... It wasn't the Pacific it, Fleet. It, right. They had already mobilized, essentially. Yeah. And hmm. the rumor is they knew that, so that's why they got them out. They wanted the reason. Because they wanted, yeah. Because the American public wouldn't get behind declaring war. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, you know, that goes into the Vietnam Gulf of Tonkin, you know, thing, where yeah. there was a, a false flag done, and this is provable now. You know, it's a conspiracy yeah. theory for a while that this American ship was missiled in the Gulf of Tonkin in Vietnam, and therefore we had to enter a military operation because I don't think it was ever declared a war. Yeah. But people for years were like, that's not true, and the powers that be were like, no. And we know now that it was a... Well, you... It was was for real. I learned recently that the whole reason we got into Nam was because of the French. The French, so, essentially... Is a French territory. World War II happens. Japan takes it over. We beat Japan, and then Vietnam's like, "Hey, we're just Ho Chi Minh is leader." The French come back in. Yeah, the French. Well, so Vietnam declares themselves autonomous. They're like, "No one's taking us over. We are Vietnam. Fuck off." France is like, "Ugh, I think we want this back. We want this back." So. The U- so they go in, of course, and France is like, hey, U.S., um, remember the Revolutionary War when we helped you guys? Well, you guys got to pay us back now. You have to come into this. And we're like, no, we're not going to do that. But, again, the CIA, 
so scared about the creeping of communism, France is like, you know, Russia sounds pretty good, um, the stuff they're saying. So America's like, shit, I guess we got to fucking get in this war now. So America comes in to help the French. When the French start to realize, oh, the Viet Cong, who have been fighting for 50 years straight now, yeah. they went straight from World War Two, fought, you know, fought everyone in else. Indochina, so, yeah. Indochina, yeah. So they've been fighting. Multi-generations. The you just yeah. grow up in this They're invader the mindset. Yeah. When the French realized that they were fucked, that we were fucked, they hightailed it out of there, left us by ourselves, and that's why it became a huge clusterfuck. Okay. I mean, we'd never have Bon Me without the French occupation of Vietnam. That is true. <laughs> that is true. Let me let me tell you my like little theory. It's like, there's I think quite a bit to kind of back this up. Talking about like just the entire reason we went into. Uh, Vietnam, like obviously, like yeah, the powers that be are kind of like using the spread of communism as like this, you know, end all be all message in regards to you know, like this is the reason why we are going in. We have to stop the country from uniting under communism. Communism bad, right? Really and truly, the CIA is wanting to get involved in like the worldwide heroin trade. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of that there. If you can grow that shit. Anywhere around there. Ooh. You can grow opium, you can grow poppy, anywhere around there. So, like, you have, like, all these soldiers going in, um, going into, like, these, like, farming regions, right, cultivating this, basically stealing it, and then on their way out, like, literally at the end of, like, their deployment, on their way out, seeing these same containers with the stuff, and it's, it's not getting burned, it's getting put on planes, Nope. You know what I mean? And oh, it's yeah. like, and I think we did like a lot of the same thing in the Middle East as well. Oh, absolutely. I think a lot of that shit has a yeah, lot to do with worldwide drug trade. Yeah. Well, like all the like, if you really think that the DEA is like trying stuff. to there's a say what similar thing with the cocaine trade yeah. in Central and South America. If if you really think that the DEA and the CAA are against drug use and like they're trying to. The the DEA is mad at cartels because the cartels are doing it better. All right, right. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. why they go to war with like one another. Yeah, there's a book called. Uh, I mean, the cartels are fucking terrible. Yeah, fuck them. Well, the DEA is pretty fucking bad too, man. Yeah, they're incompetent idiots. Um, yeah, there's a book called Dark Alliance, and it's about the U.S.'s working relationship with the cartels, and it all started off with the Contras in South Central America. Yeah. In Central America. It, that's what They were selling drugs to, yeah. to uh, fucking fund their revolution and exactly. shit. But we were flying, you know, cocaine and whatever into the U.S., and that eventually would end up becoming crack and the CIA implementing it into... Rick Ross. Oh, yeah, the yeah. CIA was personally flying it in. Yeah. Well, the guy who <laughs> wrote this book, Dark Alliance... Well, you know, he uh, he wound up drowned, or he he drowned in an accident. Um, he left his house in the middle of the night and went kayaking with no shoes and his computer open, and just happened to die. You know, pretty crazy how that happened. And his computer, he got in a kayak with his computer. Well, no, 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 no. He was working on his computer one night in the middle of the night, and it was cold. He was like, you know what? I'm gonna go kayak. No. And uh, <laughs> ended up dead. He died. He drowned. 
Uh, <laughs> funny how that happened. It's spooky. Um, but, uh, yeah. Anyway. How do we think... Uh, yeah. But it, sorry, back to World War II. Yeah, yeah. Back to Japan. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that was one theory as to why those boats were out. In the, the other one is that the war minister was dyslexic, and he got the dates for when the ships would be there mixed up. So it's his fault. And he, he eventually did <laughs> get Jap- beheaded. The Japanese guy? Yeah, the Japanese oh. war minister switched. He knew, like, when the boats were going to be there. Uh-huh. And he was like, oh, they're going to be here on this date. But because he was dyslexic, got the numbers mixed up. And it was supposed to be in, like, January when they were all going to be there. And, yeah, he, uh, he fucked up pretty bad. And he was beheaded because of that. <laughs> really? He was yeah. beheaded because of... Because he, of the of, huge fuck, because brought, it fucked Japan. Brought, was Pearl Harbor? Shame. Was Pearl Harbor like a fuck up for? Th- I mean, you for should, Japan, they shouldn't yeah, have fucking a, done it. I can't yeah. tell you oh, that they much. Fuck, yeah, it yeah. was a huge fuck up for them. Uh, really? Yeah. I always kind of because it's such a, a tragedy. Oh yeah. For and I, you know, we didn't right. didn't hardly fight them off. You know, <laughs> they just kind of left. I haven't watched the documentary yet, but there's apparently a new Pearl Harbor documentary on. Uh, Netflix, and they interview guys who fought in Pearl Harbor, the Japanese, and they're like, yeah, I missed the boat. I wish I could go back and, you know, kill more. Again. Yeah, <laughs> kill more. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Oh, man. Wow. What about, uh, speaking of the Japanese military in World War II, what, there was that guy that he was out in some he was out on some island, and so, like, you know, uh, he was a Japanese soldier, and he didn't surrender until, like, the 70s. The 70s. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he was wearing his tattered uniform. Yeah, he had patched it. That's how ingrained their honor system yeah. was. Right. Uh, that even with all these pamphlets being dropped on all these islands, they had to the get... The they thought it was propaganda. He was committing to guerrilla warfare against the, go- the locals. The, yeah, to get supplies. To get supplies and shit. And do you remember? He was still running operations. Do you remember how they got him to stop? They had to get his commanding they had officer. They find who was his still old alive. commanding officer to tell him <laughs> to that come he, out there. <laughs> to to call out into the wilderness. Hey man, we're he done. Was, he was in a cave for thirty years. Holy and he had shit. he had like a squad with him, and slowly some of these guys kind of like left. Right. They were yeah. like, I'm tired. I don't know how those conversations went. You know. Is there a documentary on Was he just, guy? like, cool with it? I've always kind of heard about this, but yeah. I've never seen, like, a definitive... But he, he had kept his sword uh, polished and sharp. As and if, you know, he had worn the same shit for about 30 years, and it's all kind of patchwork, but it's his original uniform. Damn. So he kept it nice and proper, quote-unquote, right? Yeah. That's kind of, in, kind of impressive. impressive. Yeah, <laughs> I'd say so. Yeah. Well, he didn't want to bring shame. Yeah. yeah. Kind of got to respect that. Damn, dude. I got to join the military, Let's man. Let's get you in the military. Let's get me in there. Just doing I weird shit out in the woods. Day. I've been watching Alone. I'm trying to figure out. Have you seen that show? Alone? Dude. It's on Netflix. It's a History Channel show. But um, they literally just take 10 people, put them in the Arctic in Canada, I already love where that's going. And they're like, you get ten primitive tools you can take, 
everyone brings a tarp. Everyone brings a bow and hatchet. Arrow, hatchet. Um, some sort of fire starting implement, uh, and then fishing line. They all bring that, but it is literally just see who can last the longest. If well, no contact. I could do pretty well by myself setting up. Tra- I've never set up a trap anymore, but I, I, ever in, in my entire life. But I know how to do it. Yeah, I think I could do pretty well for myself. It'd be I, tough, but I'd last damn a couple hours probably. <laughs> So there's the, there's the cameraman though, and he's like no cameraman. They, oh, set, no. they have they GoPros, have their own and they they have to do everything themselves. Yeah. Pretty so are they like a team? No, you are literally by yourself. Oh Nothing. no, I don't. I'd love to do it with a team. No, it's no, more mouths to feed, but that's more people that can get food. Right. True. Yeah. No, you are you are alone. Betwixt Last... everyone, it's it's better to have a team. Yeah. It's fine to have more mouths to feed because, like, you can expend energy between one another, you know? Yeah. You can help. Last season, a guy stabbed a muskox <laughs> to death. He won. He what do you stab so, it with? Uh, a knife he made. <laughs> muskox. He's straight I up. I thought that was like a... How big do those things get? It's big. It's a big motherfucker. like a water buffalo? So he ran buffalo? it down. Yeah. Yeah, I was like... A, In Canada? Mm-hmm. Did they show it? Yeah. <laughs> It was oh sick. God. He like ran and like jumped on top of it. And just He's like hungry. Stabbing it. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> it's just wild. Wow, them boys are wild out there. There's that that one episode of Man vs. Wild where Bear Grylls it, uh, sneaks up on a rabbit and left-handed throws a log, not a stick, a fucking log. Like it looks like it's meant for firewood. It's a big piece of wood. And he throws it left-handed. I don't think he's left-handed I don't at all. And he throws it at this, like, mountain hare. And I, he's probably about 15 feet away from it and nails it dead. That's what he ate that night in front of the cameraman. More you know of a I mean? Les Stroud kind of guy myself. I like Les Stroud. Yeah, I like Les Stroud, yeah. too. Yeah, the fucking wolf scene tattoo he's got. So sick. <laughs> I, but no, Les Stroud is more he, of a... He kind of straights me as like a cringy motherfucker, but... Well, he yeah. goes out there uh, totally alone. Yeah, he's alone, alone. There's people nearby radios if he is going to yeah. die. He's but never in real trouble because he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Bear Grylls has like a team. And yeah. yeah. He's, he, he's more of showing you what to do than actually like doing it himself. Yeah. But he's been through it. Les Stroud is more like, hey, this is kind of what looking like surviving is like. Right. It's not very glamorous. I'm sleeping under a rock, and I just, for breakfast, I'm going to eat these bones of a... Uh, some little muskrat that I found and killed. (laughs) You know? It's like just some shit like that. I'm drinking spruce tea all week long. All right? This is the only thing that's keeping me going. Uh, it's not glamorous, but you got to figure out, you know, what's what and how to survive. And then Bear Grylls is like, we're going to build a bamboo bridge across this ravine. (laughs) And it's like, like, man, that's like a bit much. I think you're burning too many calories doing some shit like this. Yeah. That's one of the things on alone. They're like, do I go walk, you know, a mile to see if I can find food? Because I'm burning so many calories. Yeah. And if I don't kill anything, I'm fucked. Like, yeah. I'm yeah. Fucked. Like, <laughs> there was that one guy 
that spent all that time in Alaska, and I think he actually had his wife and his and a kid with him, maybe. But they were so isolated that I think he could get a shipment like every six months of supplies. Are you talking about uh, Haimo Korth? <clears throat> Is he kind of tall, lanky guy? Oh, um, not Chris McCann. I can't remember his name. Not that guy. No, this guy's yeah. alive, and like he, I think he was on a show, and he did he did Rogan. Okay, but anyway, God, everybody's just doing Rogan, aren't they? This was a few <laughs> years ago, but he said that. Uh, the main thing that changed about his diet is that eight, like 80% of his diet became fat. Yeah. 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 And uh, his favorite kind of fat to eat was bear fat. But he didn't hunt bear. He just had to kill one because it wouldn't stop being interested in his food stores. And so it was dangerous. Had to kill a bear. <laughs> and he would start the day with a slice of bear fat and render that up and eat it. Dude, yeah. He was like, yeah, he was he was saying what you do. He's like, you go on this hike just to look for something like a rabbit, and you waste all this energy. It's like you have to you have to save stuff. And so, but he said, then all of a sudden there'd be, you know, a whole pack of elk come through like out yeah. of nowhere, and it's like you got to try to get one. Yeah, you know? got to take you high risk, high reward. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so he jumped on his back and just started stabbing. <laughs> just him. started stabbing that <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> I gotta watch it. How many seasons of the show are there? Uh, like ten, ten or eleven. Jesus. Okay, what season is is the is the, the muskox? Last season. So whatever this one, okay. the one before. Heard that. Yes. That, I'm watching that tonight, man. Yeah. I just gotta watch that snippet. It's towards the middle of the season because, like, as soon as he kills him, you're like, oh, he won. Bro, that's so, finale material. Yeah. <laughs> that's fucking finale. You could gut it out, live in that thing, too. I think he pretty much does. I think he also has, like, a sheltery belt that has, like, rocks on both sides. Yeah. Like, he was just set up. He's like, I'll just stay. He's still out there, dude. He's still out there. He did it. I think when you kill an animal like that, you definitely lose a real... You you unlock lizard brain. You know what I mean? Like, the old... The primordial... Especially if you're hungry. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But when you kill an animal like that, I mean, savagely, you know, just you're so hungry that you run at an animal with a fucking knife, right? Instead of, you know, going on a hunt with a group with spears and bows, it's like, no, you're so hungry that you just, you slash an animal to death to eat it, right? There, there's always going to be a piece of you out there <laughs> now like you've right. you've you lose an innocent part of your brain you're a yeah, different yeah, person exactly. now <laughs> yeah you're like i like that <laughs> yeah, I it's like i would again. do that again yeah maybe a little bit more dangerous game but yeah for real i like to call that lizard brain it's the it's that's the essence the the true baseline human yeah that was formed from the the primordial ooze right like just just that version of us still has hair all over us, you know. Just <laughs> you just unlocked I, so I just much. Keep imagining John Tesh coming out of a primordial ooze. <laughs> just kicking, just oh, automatically sick, hating sick. Billy Joel in a polyester vest. In a Damn, dude! I'm gonna have to watch that fucking show. It's badass. Are we wrapping up here? We might wrap up. So I gotta get on to. Uh, oh yeah, bouquets. Bouquets are playing tonight at Saturday, show. and they're recording it. Who's it's gonna be bouquets? a live recording. 
Uh, local band. Local. Yeah. They've been a band for a long <laughs> yeah. time now. Um, yeah, you probably know. Um, who's the lead singer? Rolf Bryant. Rolf Bryant. Have you? Rolf is he a DJ? Yes. Long haired guy. Yes. yes. Yeah. I have known that motherfucker a long time now. I love. I yeah, love him. Good dude. I love Rolf. Seriously, I I've met him before. Real nice fella. Yeah. Yeah, seriously, we'll also be playing. We've had members of that band on our on our podcast before. A couple times, I think. Last and uh, uh, yeah. Byron Saunier is going to be doing some shit as well. I think he's probably going to be playing some of his uh, electronic music. That stuff is very good. It is. I saw M. Du Mokhtar is my most recent Yes. Show. I went to that show as well. And Parquet Courts headlined, and I wasn't familiar with them, but I, I didn't like it as much as I, Mokhtar. We, we listened to, I think it's Madal Mokhtar. I, I, I don't know. Imdu. Imdu. M-D-O-U. And they're kind of associated with, uh, like, Tanarowin. A very similar, yeah. yeah. Tanarowin is a very fucking African great band. guitar is really hot right now. That yeah. Malian, that Malian shit, man. Yeah. That's heard, that's the good. Their stuff. drummer was re- relentless. Oh my god! And it, they played their shit faster and longer and louder and louder. <laughs> it was it yeah. was brutal. I mean, yourself, my head was ringing. If you let yourself go, to, I mean, it's kind of transcendent, you know. It'll, yeah, it'll take you it away. Is. People, I mean, people were throwing ass. To, yeah. to Madal Mokhtar. It was, and like a lot of people there had not seen them before. We listen to them like in, a, in the kitchen. Yeah. They're awesome. we, get, we get into it. It's great music. You get real hype on that. And it was, but it was so cool because I, yeah. I was going to yeah, see Parquet Courts and then I, I, I remember telling Mason, like, yo, throw me on the guest list. And he's like, got, bet, gotcha. Throws me on the guest list. And, and leading up to it, I, I looked at the thing and I was like, oh, shit. That band is going to be playing. Like, fuck, I didn't know that. Like, my chef just kind of got me into them. And I remember, I think they've done tours and shit with, like, Tenarowin and shit like that. And, like, um, I was, and that's how I got into that band. But my chef was, like, showing it off to me. And I was like, oh, fuck, I haven't listened to this band in a long time. Mm-hmm. And seeing it live was way different. Yeah. That, was, that was insane. One of the best shows I've ever seen. Yeah, very unexpected after having listened to them online. Another, uh, Another great band that doesn't really play that much anymore because I think two of the main guys died, but they're really worth a listen if you're into African guitar is Orchestra Baobab, mm-hmm. Baobab, yeah, from Senegal. Oh, sick! And I didn't realize that Senegalese music has a huge Cuban influence. And really, it came from trade, I guess. And uh, but great vocals, great guitar, Orchestra Baobab, worth a listen. I have to check that shit out then. Yeah, because I love. Tanarwin and Mokhtar. And if, if you like, on, on top of all that as well, like if you like African blues and rock, um, specifically Malian shit, got to check out Ali, Ali, Ali Farka Tour. Yeah, Ali Farka Tour is the shit. I, believe, I think I want to I wanna say I got into him when Serge Tonkin, or Tonkin, however you fucking say Tonkin. his name. Yeah, Serge, yeah. yeah. Yeah, System he, of a Down lead singer. The System of a Down, System of a Down's lead singer. I had an episode of What's in My Bag, and literally he was talking about Ali Farcatour and the song that they were playing. I mean, boom, they know what they're doing on that yeah, show. I yeah, got into them th- through Ry Cooter. I'm a big Cooter fan. Cooter <laughs> and Cooter? Cooter. Cooter did an album with him in the '90s. Uh, it's just those two guys, just two guitars. Yeah. I think a percussionist. And sonically, it, I, I feel like it's one of the best recordings I've ever heard. You, the guitars yeah. are so clear on it, and um, you really get to be enveloped by the sound. But apparently, 
Ali Farkatur is a hard guy to track down. Well, he's dead now. Yeah. He's got a lot of sons out <laughs> real, there. Real he's hard dead to now. Track down now. But at the time, he, uh, you had to know somebody and know somebody. And yeah. he had to be brought to him. Nobody really knew exactly where he lived. He was so far out in the bush. But, uh, yeah, Ali Farkatur and Rakuter's album. Dude. Excellent. Also, a very cool music. thing about his music, most of his records, they're just called Ali Farkatur. Check out his discogs. Okay. I, I had to. <laughs> I mean, I, I went on there and I was like, it was every other record was just called Ali Farkatur. Completely different songs on it. Yeah. And I was just like, all right, man. Different cover art. Yeah, just it's just him like smiling with like a guitar, you know. Uh-huh. All different records. That's sick. It's cool. <laughs> Have you... um? Read the story of Tanarwin? Uh, Tanarwin? No. Dude, it's really interesting. They're all refugees. Yeah. Oh, I knew yeah. that much. Yeah. And I know that they're uh, they're part of uh, I can't think of the name of the tribe. Yes. And they're yeah. they're all um, what's that mean when you move around? Nomads. Nomads. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they're very interesting. I'd like to see them live. They play shows out in the desert. Like yeah. people so drive their like cars out there. They, they're like trucks and jeeps and shit like that, out there in the desert to go see them. It's really that, cool. That, talk about transcending experiences. <laughs> That's what's up. We should all do that. We should take a trip. Damn, Tenorwin got to come play a show in Birmingham. Yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Couch. We uh, trip. Jesse. 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 Yeah. I, w- I would like to do this again, and we come back with our favorite conspiracy theories. Yeah. Okay. And uh, the conspirapod for a while. Three I might make, a, make one up. We'll throw it. It'll be like Ooh, the control group. Dude, we should. <laughs> yeah. We'll, two of us will come with legitimate conspiracy theories. One will come. With okay, and we have to decide which one is every okay. Everybody comes real. with two or three conspiracies, right. right? Keep them at five minutes. One of them is fake. One of them is fake. Yeah. Okay. That's a fun game. All right. That sounds. I great. actually really like that idea. I love that idea. That's funny. I can't wait to do that. Do we need to check with each other? Make sure we don't have any overlap. We can do that. I think overlap would be. F- mm. uh, no. We'll, mm. uh, maybe we'll have. I'm gonna look. We'll deep. have backups. And then yeah. the day of? I'm going to look deep. That sounds good. Yeah. I'm going to start listening to a couple more War Mode podcasts. <laughs> That's all that. Was podcast. that the, uh, that was a podcast that you were telling me to get into, War Mode? Yeah. It's, yeah. They might be teetering a little, a little Q. What are you talking about? Uh, QAnon some, shit? Some of, some of the stuff that they've talked about, I'm like, oh, don't know if I really want to. Uh, okay. Dive into this. It's a great name for a podcast it in war good. mode. But yeah, they talk about a lot of uh, conspiracy theory stuff. A lot of the Clinton body count. <laughs> a lot of that. Damn. Yeah, but anyway, it's good. You guys will like it. For Thanks sure. for coming on, Couch. Thanks that was fun. It was nice. Yeah. This is really nice. I'm on your chill. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to do it again. Okay. The conspiracy pod. We'll, we'll title this. The Conspiracy part, Pod Part 1. Part 1. Yes. Yeah. Right. That's a good idea. Thank you. Guys, again, thank you. Cheers. Cheers. So you guys say the thing. I'm saying Turn on, tune in, burn out. Very cool. Thank you. Nice. Thank you. <laughs>